When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time with me, Tim Bat. That is correct. This is episode number 33, I'm pretty sure, and it's watch number 32 because now we're out of sync. That's uh, that's right. We've torn up the rule book. Hey, take that rule book that you've been keeping under your bed. Tear it up. It's 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 valueless now. There's no there's no oh no, there might be value in it. It could be a pretty good doorstop. Hey, you might also notice, and of course you have, because my god, even I can hear it. It's very echoey in this room. We so are recording echoey. live from a cave off the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand this week. Uh we have hidden out from loved ones and enemies. We are afraid for our very lives. There's a lot going on here. A lot of sea creatures making plans, making gangs, a lot of making, enemies, uh, like um, alliances, political alliances, getting themselves together. You know what's happened? The sea urchins have struck a deal with the sea snails. It's very funny. It's like watching a marine life version of Survivor. Only there are no cameras, so uh, it's not even for oh, the God. entertainment of the masses. Oh no, the <laughs> cave is crumbling around us. <laughs> there all- are rocks falling. Left, right, and center. How's this going to work? This recording operation the, we've got is very precarious. The real situation is we're, uh, we we're back re- in New Zealand. Yeah. We're in Tim's new house. My new flat. Uh, and he's bought these sort of arms like they have in the proper podcasting studios. But he he, he done one. Did, he done <laughs> did got them on the cheap. And one of them is just literally falling apart before our very eyes. I broke it. I broke it so good. But... um. We're not going to let that stop us. <laughs> you are mo- you've got so many moving parts over there. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of points of articulation. Anyway, um, oh god, if you, oh god, if you're not familiar with the podcast, it doesn't usually involve us describing the varying different levels of technical difficulties we are running into right out of the gates. It usually involves two men deriding one another and the film that they have watched uh, for the multipleth time of whatever. Uh, so we have just watched Sex in the City two. The 2010 sequel to Sex and the City 1, which in turn was a maybe 2008 sequel to a very popular HBO television show for the 32nd time. And 
This has probably been, we've probably had like a 10 day break. We've probably, we've probably. It's been massive. It's, it's been, been the so longest good. break we've ever had. Oh, it's been nice. Uh, because of, you know, whatever logistical reasons. And I got to say, I was expecting to come back refreshed, recharged, and ready to enjoy the film as much as humanly possible, given the circumstance. And yet, is that what you found? And yet, I would compare the experience to being given my freedom in the midst of a prison sentence. Get in there. Get nice and intimate with these, with these new mi- I've got new microphones. Get, get in. Do you want me to get even closer? Get in there and just talk real. Give him a bit of Monty. Give him a bit of that. What Monty I'm trying magic. to tell you, Tim, is no, if you- be quiet, but speak quietly. You don't have to shout when you're that close. You just give him a bit of that old Monty magic. But- That old Monty magic. If I was- If Tim, if you were given a prison- now it feels like we're doing this in secret. Yeah, we are. Okay. Tim. Yeah. If you were sentenced to 52 years in prison. That's a lot of time. What have I done? And you served uh, triple homicide. You wigged out completely. Jesus. You're a bad guy. You're a regular Robert Durst. So, But you, you're not because you get, you're put in prison for it. Anyway, 52 year sentence, no parole. But for whatever reason, after 31 years, they say, hey, by the way, after 31 years. Yes. What? Oh, now, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Maintain the world. Yeah. You get a year off. Go walk about. Yeah. Enjoy your life. But you still have to come back and serve the remaining, I don't know, what's the maths on that? <laughs> 21 years. You'd think, first of all, wow, that would be amazing. Imagine that. But then it would dawn on you as you have to go back to prison that it, that is an even more cruel trick. Would you not agree? So are there alternatives that you can just do the whole prison term in one hit? Yeah. Or take a year off? Yeah, I'd, I, think, I think I'd probably rather just take the whole hit. Yeah, based on the evidence presented before you today? Yeah. Or just for general vibe? Um, both. Are we, we're easing our way back into yeah, talking. We're, we're Why did we... Back in. Why were we even whispering in the first place? Because, I, you know, we're mixing it up. Doing Obviously anything. back to the whispering. Doing anything. We can. Yeah, so I was expecting to enjoy, not enjoy the movie, that's the wrong word, but at least. Enjoy it more, though. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was super hard right the way through. Mm. I gave you some kisses for a kiss is always a gift. Yeah. I genuinely was giving you, like, tender kisses. Yeah. One of those kisses, the one I gave you on your forehead, yes. that is literally exactly the same kissing technique I use on my girlfriend. <laughs> what did it know. feel like? Uh, very warm, very tender. Were you comfortable in that moment? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want anything more tender than what you gave me, but I think that was probably the line, and we know where that is now, and we've visited it. And uh, I think the line is much further along than you think. I think maybe the line is in two different points depending on if you're me looking at it or Guy Montgomery looking at it. In that moment, Tim, such was my boredom and desire to explore the world outside of Sex and City 2. I would have literally kissed any part of your body and without any real thought for the ramifications that might have to either our relationships, to the outside perception of our friendship. I was operating outside the sort of the bounds of you know, regular thinking. You went to a lovely place with it, which is tender kisses. In my brain, I was like, I could actually see myself running at the wall full speed head first and just to, just to see what would happen. Would my head break through the weatherboard? 
Or would I just get knocked out? Just or... moved into this place. Yeah, I know. Very reckless place for you to I've go. Re- to. Don't tell the landlord, but I've already put a hole in the wall. Did you know that? No. When yeah. I was at, in the lounge, when I was, we've got an extra bed, and so I just like kind of rammed it into the corner, but I didn't realize there was a there's like a spring thing, like a tightening mm. mechanism that pokes mm. out of the mattress, and yeah. I just went boom, and it just punched it. I've been burned by those tightening wall. mechanisms before as well. You're a terror. Take them out of beds. When have you ever used it? I'm have always used tightening tight- up and loosening my bed. Really? Yeah, weekly. Really? Yeah, it's a regular bloody lucky dip when you're sleeping over at old Monty's house. Crazy. Do you flip the mattress on the rig? I do flip the mattress on the rig. You are a psychopath. You are the only person I've ever met who flips the mattress. I flipped my mattress last week. How often do you flip them? Well, do you know why? Because when I got back from uh, LA, LA, I'd been subletting my bedroom out for uh, two months. I got back, this couple, like a, a lovely French lady moved in when I first left, but her job repositioned her. And so she wound up having to find some flatmates to trade me, which is Craigslist oh. or whatever. This couple moved in. Oh. From what I can gather, they fucked a the lot. evidence left. I don't even know if they were having sex, but they were definitely eating a lot. They what were eating the fuck? a lot. There were apple cores and almonds littered, strewn across my bedroom and beneath the bed. That is fucked up. So your boy Gmont rolled up his sleeves and gave the place a good one, two, three scrub. And accordingly, when I was in the midst of this cleaning, I was like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Because I had the whole bed pulled away nah, from the wall. Fair enough, man. I can understand in that circumstance flipping the mattress. Yeah, it was probably apple juice. And semen runoff all over the top <laughs> half of the mattress. Which, coming this summer, Mr. Big's Jacuzzi's apple flavor now. Yeah. Uh, he's, an he's been experimenting a lot with uh, sort of essence of like flavor essences. There's a vanilla one now. Yeah. It makes your whole house smell like vanilla semen. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like if someone had set off a vanilla stink bomb in a public changing room. That's what it smells semen like. Semen doesn't smell like stink bombs, though. It's like. No, but the vanilla. That's the vanilla. Oh, part. okay. The yeah. public changing room part is the semen. Yeah, got it. Yeah, no, you're right there. Can you imagine the unholy smell if Mr. Big was to open some sort of gymnasium or emporium of his product? Also, did you see that one of, our, one of our fans has listed on Craigslist? Oh, yeah, Mr. Big's like, he's like I'll find, office. I'll, I'll pull it up. It's yeah, you very pull it up. funny. Um, while you're doing that, I would like to talk about some things that are in the movie. Uh, the first of which, and there's, there's no real reason for me to talk about this, but I notice it every week, and I think I've noticed it from week one and I've never brought it up, is Charlotte's insane face, which flashes on screen as a reaction to Miranda saying intervention. And she has got like eyes the, si- the size of saucers. Huge. And she's just whipping your head yeah, back and forth. her forward. neck is essentially on a swivel. She looks so crazy. It's the craziest anyone looks in the film. And it's just on, on screen briefly. It's when Miranda lists herself as being a type A control freak. She's explaining yeah, yeah, yeah. that she's And the wind up ex- to the interfrenchian. Yeah. No, wait, interfunction. It comes after the interfrenchian. I'm turning this into French. No, yeah, she's like, I'm staging an interfrenchian. And then Miranda... Because she loves a terrible pun slash portmanteau slash it's not really, can't be described by any of those words which describe the English language because it's neither. It's just a bloody... It's a portmanteau. It's a car crash. In the literal sense, it's a portmanteau, but isn't yeah, it? Charlotte's reaction. An interfunction. Fun. No, no it's, it's not. not. Cause it's not the merging of two words. She's just taken one word and slammed it in the middle. <laughs> And she's she slammed James it in the middle of, in a, of an existing word. She slammed yeah. it in the middle of another word that her friend is already. It's like she saw a pile up on the freeway, and instead of slowing down and driving a car around the pile up, 
She centered in on the middle of it. She honed in. She accelerated. She went crashing in. And accordingly, mm. Charlotte's reaction is one of crazy-eyed terror. Mm. What a visual representation of the linguistics. But you said you've noticed that since week one and never, you've never brought it up. Yeah. There's a few things that I just, I don't know, I don't feel comfortable talking about yet. We're only up to 33, you know? You don't feel comfortable talking about. They're going to eke out over time. Why don't you feel comfortable? Because Surely. This is a safe place. It's important for me to have a few secrets, okay? I've got to maintain No one wants that information out of you, save for me right now, obviously. Well, there, you see, I don't feel safe anymore. So okay. that's all of the secrets I'm going to share. Now, did you find that guy? Yes. Mr. Big Thing. A listing on Craigslist. Or Craigslist, because Americans don't know how to talk. Oh, 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 we come from big country. <laughs> this is how a human talks. No, a human talks like this. Yeah, they flatten everything. This is, this is the Queen's English. This and is, do you know who started English? The Queen. That's right. The first person to speak, Queen Elizabeth II. A lot of people have rewritten the history books to suggest there was language before the 20th. 20th century. Anyway. They're filthy lies. You can't believe any of them. Wanted. Business ideas. Financial district. Do you have a big idea you want to share with the world? Using my capital and business savvy, we can make your big ideas a reality. Why come to Mr. Big? As a day trader on Wall Street, an inventor of the famous Mr. Big's Jacuzzi trademarked, I have the business skill and creative talent to turn your idea into an accomplishment. Contact Mr. Big at, and then show contact info, info with the uh, addendum, do not Contact me with unsolicited services or offers. We'll show the contact info. Let's blast it on the well, potty. No, it's Get just people a, to send in some a, ideas. It was just a screenshot. But not to us. Oh, yeah. It's just so a I screenshot. Click on, it's, there's no hyperlink. So who sent us this? Was it the guy who made it? Or was it a guy who just... <laughs> it'd be Philip, way funnier if it was a guy who stumbled on it. Philip Rozak, who says, Surprisingly, I've received multiple emails pitching business ideas for Mr. Big. Philip, if this is true, <laughs> could you please fire some of those through to us? Do us a solid, Phil. Uh, but we I mean, him. while we're poking around the neighborhood, we might as well crack open that huge leather-bound book that our hero, Mr. Big, does keep on that keyboardless, mouseless desk of his. Where there should be, what are we, 2010, a probably 2.4 gigahertz Core 2 Duo on that desk. Instead, there is an ancient leather-bound book gathering dust. Known simply as Mr. Big's Big Book of Ideas. And buried within this are all sorts of crazy schemes and plans to quickly accumulate more funds so he can buy Carrie more of the things she doesn't want. Mainly in crayon, these ideas are displayed. Mainly pictorial form. Also a few in those fancy Faber-Castell colouring pencils. Yeah, if he's getting real fancy. Anyway, the header on this page. Two words. Intergalactic glory hole. So what does that make you think right out of the gates? Scar band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was thinking of like some sort of portal that you dip your dick in. It's a band name. I it, mean, if you were getting literal on it, it totally. It is uh, some sort of space-time continuum rip. It's like a, a tear in the fabric of reality just that you would insert your genitalia into. And you'd pull back in little aliens yeah. and you'd raise oh. them as children. Do you think that if you were to put your Johnson through a rip in reality, it would, like aliens would be attracted to it? No. Oh, well, maybe. Do you know what? Maybe like, okay, you know how we see comets and crazy like ball lightning and shit? Imagine if that's an alien's penis visiting us and we're like, that is beautiful. And on their home planet, they're all like, 
is ashamed like, of it as we are with our penises. Like a comet or an asteroid is. I don't know, some sort of intergalactic phenomena we that we see yeah. is actually an alien penis. And we're like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's a, it's a, it looks like a sunset or like uh, the sky's on fire. It's, it's an alien's cock I and like or balls. That would be funny. But if we're taking just the term intergalactic glory hole, I'm seeing a 16-piece ska band touring from east to west coast, like constantly, fish style. 16 members. Yeah. What do you got in there? You got three saxophones, obviously. Well, we got to name them. So you got a tenor sax, an alto sax, and a soprano sax. You have to name the saxophones or the players. The instruments. Well, you can name the players if you wish. Okay. Okay, on tenor. Warren Tenarius. On uh, alto. Michaela Shackleyball. On soprano. Sax. M- Mikhail Velitov. On piccolo. Simone Samangi. On the triangle. Donterius mouthpiece on beat drums. Warwick Fishbone bongos. <laughs> well, that's an obvious one. Barry the banjo playing bongist, <laughs> which leads me nicely to banjo. Well, Bory the bongo hating mole rat. <laughs> um, lead guitar. Scott Warrington. Rhythm guitar. Bernard Blacksmith. Um, bass guitar. Tyrone Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like Tyrone, do you? Yeah, he's a real classic dude. Tyrone Wishbone, the bass player <laughs> from Mr. Berg's 16-piece scar band, Intergalactic Glory Hole. Um, well, obviously, the five instruments you need left are synth. Yep. Who we oh, got on oh, synth? Synthesizer is electric metal piece. <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm running out. <laughs> it's hard to come up with names, eh? Honky Tonk Piano. Ronald, uh, Ronald Keystone. Um, I'm actually, because I know we've only got, I think, two slots left. Uh, what else do you need in a scar band? I don't know what Have instruments. Oh, all trumpet. Oh, my God. Trumpet. B flat trumpet. Uh, oh, Peter Sickling. Trombone. Des Matai, who actually, funnily enough, is my old PE teacher from intermediate school. Is it the same guy? Or just yeah, the it's absolutely same the same guy. <laughs> and He's um, reinvented himself. Rounding everything off, who's the singer of this glorious band? Mr. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But of course. Who else? Of course it is. What we didn't specify is that they play exclusively Kinks covers. That's right, the Kinks are the popular British band found by the Davies Brothers, I think, in the 60s. Because what we have also found in the movie, or I've found, I think you have too, is that... I stumbled into it after you opened the door ajar for me. Uh, is that they've pretty much buried all of the lyrics to the Kinks song uh, all day and all of the night across the film. So they've stretched out what was probably a jaunty three-minute catchy as all hell track mm. into a two hour and 30 minute you know the song bloated jam session it's the one that goes dun 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 all of the day all day and all of the night it's that one and I'm pretty sure this is totally the kind of project that we should embark on but we definitely won't because we can't be bothered but piecing together the lyrics across can, the entire film you could definitely cut it up and cut it to that song you got to question the financial merit of touring with a 16-piece ska band called intergalactic glory hole who specialize in kinks covers i've got to say you're hitting a pretty big niche 16 band members travel expenses are through the roof okay if you look at a graph right x and y we've got a gradient in there there's a y-intercept what you've got to analyze is how much more audience touring revenue is going to be brought in by the fact that mr big's got a 16-piece band Versus if it was just like a normal quad, right? So you've got to measure that across the expenses. And I think 16-piece is the perfect equilibrium for maximum profits. And he's done the crayon math on this. There's a lot of drawings in that page about like what the perfect number for the Scar Band is. I just think 16's too many. Like every band member will have to take it upon themselves to sell. How big are the arenas these guys are playing? Are they playing theatres or arenas? Arenas, like wall-to-wall. Huge. I'm talking 16, 18,000 people turn out. 16 to 18,000 people. 100%. Are turning up to see Intergalactic Glory Hole. Yeah, 100%. Because not since like the days of Chicago and Boston and America and other bands that hubrisly named themselves after massive, awesome places have we seen a fabulous touring act that just, just really knocks it out of the park in an arena setting. You think the only bands to have done this previously were bands named after geographical places? 100%. And exclusively in the 70s. No one since has really been able to do it. We know that. That's why it's how the the Rolling Stones are still able to tour. No one's one's really topped it until now. This intergalactic glory hole. I've got to say, I do wish them all the best. But I I think you're managing a lot of personalities. You're managing a lot of ego with a 16-piece. Yeah. 16 pizza. And Tyrone Fishbone has a propensity to fuck band members too. <laughs> yeah, he's a real wild card. <laughs> he likes getting involved, like Fleetwood Mac level getting involved. He's had sex with everyone, and now it's just a complicated series of ex-relationships. <laughs> Very uncool. Tyrone, rein it in. That's right. Mr. Big also dispenses Fleetwood Mac and cheese. Uh, he, of course, bought this at a Fleetwood Mac concert in 1967. Uh, and he's held on to it. He takes one mouthful every year on the anniversary of the gig. 
There's pretty much four mouthfuls left, and he tours it as sort of a, a memoriam for the band. So he's selling it as a. But when you say he's selling Fleetwood he's Mac selling. and cheese, he bought macaroni cheese at a Fleetwood Mac gig, and then he puts on a performance where he eats a tiny bit annually. Yeah, and they didn't call it Fleetwood Mac and cheese. That's what he called it. That is genius. That's like Credence Clearwater. Uh, oh wait, what do they call themselves? Because they can't call themselves Revival. Credence Clearwater Survival. <laughs> Something like that. And it's just the living members who want to play music with each other. It's the other two who don't have Fogarty's rights, like for those songs or whatever. Something. I can't remember how it goes. You do They the dress math. up like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> we are deep in a rabbit hole of confusion right now. A lot I of like music. A lot of music going on. A lot of jazz. A lot of, a lot of squeed up. You know? A lot of squeed up. A What's he doing? Where's he up to? Is that Rocco things? playing it was by the way i'm really glad you got that yeah me too uh, i've missed a couple nickelodeon themes in the past that you've chucked out i'll there. be damned if you burn me again i'm glad i got this property i'm gonna start moving outside the room of nick one day nick 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 nickelodeon nickelodeon so the question as always what is that crazy java addicted fool doing with his time Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to tell you that that guy has started an inner city school program where he's training kids how to be baristas. That's right. He was in the cafe and he was like, I can't get enough of this high quality espresso coffee. He calls it espresso specifically to antagonize the assholes who walk around creating everyone. It's espr- Let people call it what they want, all right? <laughs> It's just coffee. It has no impact on your life, you pedantic motherfuckers. You just skipped three beats and like mocked yourself without taking the first step. Because I know you wanted to correct me on saying espresso, but then you like railed on yourself preemptively. I love it. None of that was to do with me. It was Many all to do with other people. Listen, coffee guy's an educator at his heart. He's an addict. There's no doubt about that. But he's also primarily a man who wants to teach the world to love. Um, and the way that you do that is teaching kids how to make a damn fine cup of joe. So here's how it works. Similar to the college draft system with the football, you have to maintain a certain grade point average to get accepted into the special scholarship program where Coffee Guy himself will grace you with his presence on a daily basis and teach you how to make the perfect cup of coffee. We are talking where do the best beans come from, how to prepare them, making sure that the entire supply chain is pristine and clean, keeping those things in mm, the best condition possible. But then we get down to the milk. What songs do you sing a cow to get the best kind of milk out of it? Those songs are jazz songs, and you will only find that out if you go to Coffee Guys, exclusive school of the arts, and espresso. He teaches the kids how to manipulate their vocal cords to perfectly recreate the alto saxophone played by Stan Getz on the smash jazz album Getz Gilberto. All right, he's got these kids soothing cows every which way across the Midwest to the tones of Corkavoda, the girl from Ipanema. Ah, 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 ah. 
I didn't know. I didn't go to the school. I was doing my best. I did not know you could do that. Did you know you could do that until right now? I've never done whatever it was before. <laughs> um, so really, that's, that's what's happening with that. I'm fully into it. I think good on the guy for using some of that demon-born energy yeah. to try and create something positive for once. Obviously, he's going to spread more love in the world. First of all, you've got kids uh, you know, from all kinds of different backgrounds who, who finally, suddenly, you know, kids love responsibility. They love purpose. Secondly, you got all manner of parents or just grown adults walking around suddenly feeling much better about the coffee they're buying. Mm. It's okay to pay $4 for a flat white when it comes from a smiling five-year-old with scalding hot burns all over their hands because guess what? You shouldn't get kids to make coffee. But if you are going to, they should go to well, Coffee yeah, Guys own, School own, of the Arts yeah. and Espresso. And if you don't know, now you know. My shining light this week is pretty specific. But there's a lovely, a lot of music in this, in this, uh, in this here ep of the potty. It's a little piano roll that happens as um, Carrie is grappling with the fact that she is just pashed Aiden right on the mouth. And for some reason mm. that eclipses everyone else's problems, including possible extradition or jail time for Samantha. I could not count on the fingers and toes I have the number of times I wanted to tell Carrie to stop talking about herself in this film, which means it was at least 21. Can you only count to 21? Well, I said on my fingers and toes. Oh, right. Wait, how many? Have you got a spare one? No, no, no. You mean 20? Like up to 20? I said I couldn't count on them. Right. Which means that there's more than 20. Oh, okay. So there's at least 21. All right. I've got, just so everyone's on the same page. (laughs) We're all here now. I've got the normal amount of fingers and toes. Very good. Not that it's not normal to have that amount. I just have 20. That piece of piano music is coupled with a lovely shot of Carrie walking midnight in the in the hotel towards the balcony. Yeah, flowing dress, flowing was, in the wind gently. It was the music tonally sort of. Uh, it did really do it. It does, as we've said before, the music does a lot of the heavy lifting in this film. I would say almost all of it, all of the emotional impact of this film, and there isn't heaps or much at all. But whatever there is, there is because of soundtrack, Which is crazy to imagine the experience on set where they don't have the benefit of the music to set the tone. What so everything it? would have just felt so flat and like wide. Yeah, and just, and, and just you would question everything. You'd be like, this doesn't feel like it's anything. It'd yeah. be terrifying. It'd be such a like risky situation to be in. Anyhow. But no, it wouldn't actually. If this was an original property, you'd feel like that. But you'd be like, you know what? We've got 10 years of back yeah, catalog yeah. or whatever, 15. 10 years of goodwill to piss on here. Yeah. It's a lot of goodwill. My Shining Light was triggered at a very similar moment. Uh, and it's very of the time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. When Mr. Big's phone is ringing all the way from Abu Dhabi as Carrie is about to confess to her sins, it flashes upon the Blackberry screen. Carrie sell it just dates the movie so so much like i have no one no one in my phone right now is listed next to the word sell the assumption is well first of all well the assumption is that it is a cell phone and secondly there's no need to differentiate between what number it's coming from or who you're calling 
I think cell phones back in the day from memory, they weren't that like good at, you yeah. know, you storing two numbers yeah, under one contact. Exactly. So you'd have to have two different contacts. Although he's on a Blackberry. I feel like we had gotten there by that stage. You know? Yeah. It's, you're right. It's very odd. And it's also odd that that's your shining light because I feel like it's a bit of a negative. I feel like you're negging. You're finding something you don't like to say that you do like it. I did enjoy it. You liked it. Don't you, don't you come over here, police in my shining light, shining your police torch on my, on my moment. Don't you get so prissy when I'm kicking the tires on your shining light. I'm testing it out. You know, I'm walking around that thing. I'm don't poking it. you. I'm turning the window wipers on. I'm seeing if the uh, indicators are going. Forget about me. Just quickly, there's one other thing I'd like to open up, Tim, that you uh, brought to my attention, which is a moment, I really like these moments that, uh, in which the, the, there's a, a certain moment in the film which qualifies a crazy sort of logic. Uh, and in the film this week, it was when the girls go, they're going for lunch, and they're going camels, then lunch, uh, and Carrie bemoans this because nothing in her life is good enough. Uh, and she says, I'm not really dressed for camels. And Miranda says, I bought a whole outfit change or whatever. Mm. And don't worry, mm. Abdul picked them out. Uh, and you pointed out to me. Whereupon, we see the girls, like after they put on these outfits, and they are hideous. Look, Outrageous. I would say goofy. They are the goofy of, oh, in, a, in a film loaded with goofy outfits across the board, this is quite comfortably the goofiest they look. I get like being fashion forward and avant garde and shit, but this is just wet. One of the, well, but so, it always means it's gonna, you know, it always means it's gonna look silly. Yeah, with hindsight. But so we've got Samantha is an Egyptian pharaoh. I think we've been through this before. Um, Amanda uh, Miranda rather looks like some psychedelic cowboy. Yeah. Um, Carrie has got, got nipple, nipple tassels. tassels. <laughs> some sort of deranged strip who's round up in the desert, and uh, Charlotte is rocking. Kind of like the psychedelic cowboys um, sidekick. Sort of who was who was always with Quick Draw McGraw? Oh, I can't remember. Quick Quick Draw McGraw's sidekick kind of outfit. Yeah. So what that means though is that Abdul did pick Abdul's out the outfits. fucking with them. <laughs> Abdul is going. I wonder if they'll put these on. I'll bet they will. These stupid American scumbags. <laughs> and then he's just watching them parade around like a bunch of fucking muppets he's in been, the desert. He's been given the company credit card, and he's seeing just what he can get away with. It's so good too because you can. They'll it'll get back to him right, and the hotel staff will be like, "Abdul, what are you doing? This is not on." He'll be like, "Hey, listen, I'm not a fashion guy. I'm a manservant." I and was told to do this. I was way out of my pay grade. Yeah, this was out of my league, out of my debt. Like someone I, threw a credit card at me, and I went for it. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah, of he, he, he knows what he's absolutely doing. Absolutely knows what he's up to. He is exacting his revenge on these fucking horrible women who have just descended onto him. It's so good. It's the best kind of revenge because it's the it's the, it's like the perfect crime. He'll never get caught. And accordingly, Abdul is a beacon of hope as we look to move forward with this stupid goddamn project. Abdul, you remember, is the man who also, I had a theory for a while, was an assassin because when uh, Dickbot arrives on the scene, he's sharpening a, a knife. butter knife. Polishing he's polishing it. a butter knife. And it's like, 
I think what they're trying to insinuate with the film is uh, like a penis reference, right? It's supposed to be innuendo for like, you know. Ah, oh, because they cast a gay penis. aspersions upon. Exactly. on Abdi- Well, they don't cast gay aspersions. They do. Samantha says, I think my butler's gay. <laughs> it's not like a. What is an aspersion? Uh, I think it's like when you insinuate something. It's yeah. like when you don't come out wholeheartedly. To and say cast it, an aspersion sounds like a spell. No, actually, yeah, you're right. Because when you cast an, I think it's just when you say something negative about people. If you so, cast yeah, you can't cast a gay aspersion because, or they are because they, the they context are. is yeah. It's not negative. It's just speculative. It sort of is in this film though, which is weird because they like they kind of try to champion the gay cause and get so caught up in being <laughs> so rainbow flag waving that it's like all right this is like they cross over the weird yeah. and it's f- like we're all good here you guys need to stop screaming gay wedding every six seconds it's coming across really the opposite of i think what you intended not cool anyhow on that note i think it's a fantastic time for us to put a pin in the enterprise this week i think you might be right we've got lives to lead as i'm sure do you thank you very much for listening if you've enjoyed it we don't often ask for this please rate and review the podcast on itunes or stitch it whatever the platform you listen to it on it is a huge help to us yeah and do yourself a favor make it a haiku review if you do review us that's five syllables seven syllables five syllables so it would be a joy if we could get the intergalactic glory hole hashtag popping off this week (laughs) Uh, tell us any band members it's so you think we might have missed spell, out on. And it's so long. I think it is a hell of a hashtag. What was it? Tyrone Fishbone, right? He's our bass player? That is correct. God damn it. He's, I like, I've got a picture of what he looks like in my head. I had it immediately when you started talking about him. And he looks a lot like Lenny Kravitz. Just so you know. Draw it. Uh, otherwise, this is Guy Montgomery telling you to eat more oranges. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.